And we're back. MMA Log Talk episode 24. It is September 14th today, 2022. Your boy looking a little grizzled out here. Haven't really lined up in the past week, maybe a week and a half or so. But I do have a wedding to go to this weekend. So definitely have to trim up, you know, look a little bit more presentable since I'll be hitting up a uh, a wedding this weekend. Got to look good, you know. Can't be having Mrs. Locke be the only one that looks good out of both of us. So I got to. Keep up my end of the deal. <laughs> been a interesting day so far. Been busy uh, doing uh, uh, the tape index updates. For anybody that's on the tape index, you'll notice that uh, the next Bellator event has been posted, as well as the October 1st and October 15th uh, UFC events. The other one that I kind of want to get out there is the Week 10 contender series, which goes down September 27th. But what I need to complete first is the tape on this weekend's card. So that's kind of next on the docket. And that's what I've been doing over the last, uh, I'd say, maybe hour or two. Uh, haven't been able to put finger to keyboard yet in terms of uh, typing up my best bets and props article. But um, that is my intention this evening. Looking forward to uh, to getting that out there. Shout out to everybody on the Patreon as well. You guys have been absolutely killing it. Obviously, you know, it's very evident results-based numbers. You know what I mean? Um, with the run that I've been on over the last couple months, definitely been seeing a spike in the Patreon. So I appreciate everybody that's been hopping on and supporting your boy. Um you know, really turning this year around. I, I, you know, there's a, at a certain point this year where I think I went down like 30, just under 30 units uh, in the negative. And that was not, you know, not, not my, not optimal. <laughs> you know, the beginning of the year was rough. But since April, you know, I've been on uh, roughly about a 40 unit run um, of just units uh, and profit so I truly appreciate everybody that's been along for the ride and and supporting your boy and, you know, supporting even to the extent of jumping on the Patreon. So I appreciate every single one of you, especially the uh, the Discord community as well, because you guys are absolutely amazing. All right, let's get into the chat. Tristan Sherhouse, always in the chat. Appreciate the love, my friend. On title New York cards in the chat as well. Did you happen to uh, hop onto the tape next yet, my friend? Let me know what you think about it. If so, Tristan, I hope you're doing well as well, my friend. Feeling a little bit worn out, I'll be honest, but you know, definitely not feeling as bad as I was on Monday. So that's that's a win, if anything. Aaron in the chat, Tristan Charles saying Sadiq is literally gonna kill his replacement on October 1st. If I'm not mistaken, that guy is actually like a, a double regional champion right now, like uh Cage Titans and and FAC champion. So interested to see um what his tape looks like when I get to it. Um, you know, it is updated on the tape. And so if anybody wants to go out there and research uh, Don Seamus or Seamus, whatever the kid's name is, it's all up there for you guys. Sand Sense Boulevard in the chat. Love seeing that guy in there. Um, probably kids saying Trevor Peak, let's go. Congratulations to anybody that uh, cashed on Trevor Peak yesterday. But man, that guy's going to get smoked in the UFC. Like, he is durable as fuck, and that might help him get a win or two, but the skill set is not there, in my opinion. He hits hard, has some decent durability, but that's only going to take him so far. The guy is so hittable. Yeah. Am I a little bitter that I ended up having to rip up my Malik Lewis ticket? Yeah. Am I bitter that my guy almost beat the shit out of uh, Trevor Peak for five minutes before gassing himself up before he ended up getting finished himself? Yeah. But that's the game, folks. That's why I still look for a way to play that fight doesn't go to decision in case Trevor Peak still pulled it off. 
And he did. So shout out to everybody that was on the Trevor Peak side. But I can't wait to fade that guy in the UFC. I'm thinking we're never going to get a good enough number to fade him because I think the vast majority of people believe that he'll be, you know, he's not that great. Um, But we'll see. Aaron saying, do you think Yadon can perform well in a five-round fight against Corey Sandhagen? So that's the fight that I actually finished taping before hopping on here with you guys. And I've got to say, I don't think that he can. Let me just pull up some quick research here uh, in regards to, you know, saying something that might be untrue, but I feel like is true. Let me just check my facts real quick, though. Lost round three unanimously to Cody Stamen. Uh, lost round three unanimously to Marlon Vera. Uh, obviously, he beat uh, Kyler Phillips um, in the last round, as Kyler Phillips has his own cardio issues, as we all have come to know. Um, one judge scored round three for Casey Kenny in Song Yudong's last fight that went to a decision. First fight, first five-round fight for Song Yudong, going up against a, a pace master, a, a volume master like Corey Sandhagen. And I'm hoping that Corey has learned a thing or two from his last two fights. <clears throat> Apologies for the yawns. Not sure where these are coming from because I'm well-rested, I believe. But uh, yeah, um, hopefully Sandhagen has learned a thing or two from his fights with Piotr Yawn and... TJ Dillashaw, specifically the Dillashaw fight where he just kept getting tied up against the cage, kept giving up his back, and kept giving up crucial seconds of control time, which ultimately allowed TJ Dillashaw to win that fight. But if he can stay, you know, with his shot straight down the middle, keep moving, use his kicks, stay on the outside, I think he can work Yadong down and eventually start to take over as this fight goes on. So I see some money coming in on the Song Yadong side, so I'm going to stay a little bit patient, but I... I really like Corey Sandhagen here, honestly. So much so that I might even make a, him a lock of the night play, depending on if I don't find anything else on the card that I feel is lock of the night play worthy. So love me some Sandhagen here, and I'll, fee, I'll be pretty big on that. Untied New York card saying, I'm fairly new to the Patreon. Are there pros to join the Discord? Um, yeah, you can chop it up with everybody else that is a Patreon member as well. You know, we have uh, different channels in there from a live event chatter or banter um, channel where we just talk shit while the fights are going on to fight event specific threads where we just talk about the upcoming fights. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of great minds in there, a lot of great personalities, fun people, good times. Um, and if you have the time to just hop in there every now and then, I think you'll find it useful. So make sure you do so if you haven't already. Corey Epo saying, yo, Lock Trevor Peak is my new favorite. I love everything about the dude. He's just just engaging on speed. The guy is definitely redneck tough. Let's put it that way. Um, great work. Uh, Problem kids saying, yeah, we can't stay in too long. Hope you're having a good day, Lock. Hope everyone else cashed last night too. Let's fucking go, Sad Hagen. Right there with you, my friend. Corey, you saying, future top five, lightweight, 27 years old. God. Corey, I'm, I'm hoping that you're trolling a little bit there. Robot Chicken Wing saying, are you watching NFL? I am not. And Corey Yipo saying, how many times does he got to say no NFL? That stuff did. Uh, again, I'll, I'll only ever pay, to the, pay attention to the Super Bowl or unless Toronto ever gets a team. Nah, don't really care about it. Untitled Card saying, I haven't joined the tape index. I highly considering it. Well, it is there should you ever need it, my friend. Uh, Aaron saying if Hamza's next fight is a middleweight, who would make sense for him? I personally would like to see him versus Andre Muniz. I think that's a solid fight for him to jump into, but I think it would probably be somebody in that like top five range. And I'm not sure if Andre Muniz is top five at this point in time. He might be top ten. Um, let me just pull it up here. Middleweights. Andre Munez is number 10. So I think we would see him against like a, maybe a Marvin Vittori, a Paulo Costa. Um, he doesn't want to fight Whitaker. I don't think Brunson will fight him either. 
Yeah, I'd say Paulo Castro or Marvin Vittori. I think that would be a good first fight for him at middleweight. That playboy in the chat. Shout out to my guy here. Uh, Christian Costello, I believe his name is. Uh, my guy, Manpreet. First time I'm ever able to catch a show live at GFK Airport in NYC right now. And this time I'm starting my layover. I love it. Where are you going? Where are you coming back from? Because I know you're out of Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Appreciate the love, my friend. Robot Chicken Wing saying, Corey, chill out. I just want to know if he watches around his spare time. No betting. No, I do not. I do not. Uh, Sanson saying, how long do you think Song is live for in the fight? 10 minutes. I think he could give us like a solid 15 minutes. But like I'm, I think that Corey can do enough at least within, you know, a, a five minute time frame within those first 15 minutes and then take over the last 10 minutes of this fight. True shot saying you got San Hagen at minus 165. I love that number. You know what I mean? If I could get that number myself, I'd be happy with it as well. I'm in the chat. Always showing the love. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Bad news, bad news saying Cody gets it done, in my opinion. He beats up, he beats people up like Robert Whitaker. Uh, Cody, Cody. Yes, he does. I think you mean Corey Sandhagen, right? Jake saying, how do you join the Discord? Uh, when you are joined onto the Patreon, go to uh, go to your profile settings, then go to apps, and then there will be a link to join the Discord there. Uh, again, you have to be a part of the Patreon to have access to it, first and, first and foremost. Corey Yipo. Black M3 in the chat. Appreciate it, my friend. Buffo on the beat saying, Lock, last night was such a magical night of betting on Contender Series. Got me a 10 time, got me 10 times on my stack. Now I just need to not give it back to the bookie on Saturday. Yes, good luck, man. It's always tough, right? One thing that I find that people do is like they'll uh um they'll win a bunch of money and then they'll raise their unit size and then blow it on the next event. You know. Don't bet heavier just because you won the previous event. Stick with your unit size and just create that cushion, create that pad, and create that ability to go on a losing streak and not be fucking done with, right? Because losing streaks happen. They will come. It's your ability to remain uh, uh, ready for those, right? And the best way to do that is just continue stacking that profit and not upping your unit size because you've had such a successful run. Trushrat saying winners would get KTFO'd, and I don't even like Shemaev. Yeah, I think Shemaev would do some bad things to him. That playboy saying, coming from Dublin, headed to Denver, and you're correct, as Cardi B would say, you know me, Christian C. Exactly. I love it. Hope you enjoyed your time out there in Dublin, my friend. You're absolutely killing it. Uh, wow, surprised that I caught up with the comment section there. Y'all not, not live in there? What's going on? Me, do I poke you with the stick or something like that? I might as well just quickly talk about the contender series from last night. Uh, just to keep the chat going here. Um, yeah, so first fight, Lewis Marcos, happy to cash on that. You know, I see he closed closer to a plus 145 dog, I got plus 132. Uh, look phenomenal there, right? And and I'm glad that I actually stumbled upon this because there is something that I wanted to say in regards to it. Um, a lot of people, you know, I saw a lot of people on the Brandon Lewis side strictly because they're like, oh, Daniel Marcos is coming off such a long layoff. I, I think, like, you have to run the tape and then hone in on the aspects of the game that you think the other guy is better than. Cap it based off that. Then take the external factors, right? Injuries, layoffs, training camp, training partners uh you know what what shape they look like like that should only make up like 10 percent to 15 percent of how you cap a fight the majority of the percentage of, of of how you should be capping a fight is based on what you see inside the ring right i noticed that like again marcos outperformed what we saw on tape but i thought he'd be able to keep this fight competitive because his striking was slick enough his grappling Seemed to be his bread and butter, but he didn't really seem to want to get it going here. Mm -mm. <clears throat> uh, he didn't want to get it going here against Brandon Lewis. Uh, I don't know what it is. I'm just trying to hold back these yawns. I don't know why they keep coming so much. <laughs> like, again, very rested. Anybody know why I might be yawning as much as I am? Jeez, Louise. Uh, but yeah, uh, 
and then like the skill set that Daniel Marcos had. Like to me, that fight looked like it should have been a pick'em. And you're giving me plus 132 odds on Daniel Marcos. So I had to pull the trigger there. Glad that I did. He outperformed even my expectations of him. But that's things. That, those are things that we need to take into consideration. Not the fact that he's been off for so long, right? If that's the main reason as to why you bet the Brandon Lewis side, I think that's a little bit too harsh on 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 Daniel Marcos. Like you're thinking that he's completely forgetting how to fight in those three months, three years. Not a good look, right? But if it gets you to the point where you're picking Brandon Lewis to win but not betting him, then I understand it, right? The, the thing is, you shouldn't need too many reasons to back a underdog side. Like, if you study the tape and you see how these guys match up and you think that it should be closer to a pick or even think you're, the underdog should be the favorite, go for it. Because you, you don't have to be correct more than 50% of the time on those type of spots to be profitable. That's why betting plus money is so important and, and being able to hone in on those spots. Perfect example... Last pay-per-view card, right? Li Jing Liang. I bet him at plus 142. Did he look plus 142? No. He looked like that fight should have been a pick and probably even the favorites, especially considering how the judging uh, turned out in that fight, right? Loses a split decision. Overwhelming scorecards on the Li Jing Liang side. You know, I don't get the bounce that time, but I got the bounce this time with Daniel Marcos, but I'm still profitable because both were plus money, right? All of this adds up over time. Uh, Bruno Brazil. Uh, solid head kick knockout. I think we're exaggerating a little bit in terms of the greatest women's head kick knockout of all time. Like, I think we've seen better ones than that. Um, close fight, you know. Would I have backed her again at, at minus 150 or whatever it was? Well, here, this is what I did, actually. I parlayed Bruno Brazil with the fight doesn't go to decision for Malik Lewis and Trevor Peak. So I was able to get plus 120, essentially, on Bruno Brazil here, knowing that Peak and Lewis was going to finish inside the distance, no matter who won that fight. I just knew that fight was not going the distance. So I was able to get a better price on Bruno Brazil. Uh, she showcased she was the better striker. She you know, did struggle a little bit with the grappling, although she did manage to get top control at times. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind that bet. But I was happy that I was able to make it plus money. Malik Lewis, Trevor Peak talked about it a little bit at the top of the show here. But, uh, you know, a solid performance from Malik early in that fight. Almost got Trevor out of there. He gasses himself out trying to finish Trevor. And then Trevor finishes him in the second round. We whiff on the Malik Lewis money line. But we do cash essentially on the fight. Doesn't go to decision as well. Which ultimately ends up in the, uh, or allows us to end up in small profit for the event. Ikram Aliskarov slices through Mario Sosa like butter. Good win for him. And then Farid Basharat showcasing a full all-round MMA game, possibly even looking better than his brother who fights this weekend. Um, but these kids should be a problem uh, in the UFC. So very solid performance from there. Uh, didn't get the finish, but managed to get the contract. And on this show, that's all that matters. All right. No. Um. Seth Jones saying, yeah, Cody's been on a losing streak, but he's also had great winning streaks as well. The highs and the lows. That is the betting game, my friend. Papa Chuck saying, ouch, that's hurt. That stick hurt. Or that stick is sharp. Okay, I'll try to, you know, I try to make it a little bit more blunt rather than sharp. Apologies. Corey saying, what do you think of Gravely Rodriguez Sanhagen parlay at plus 600? Uh, firstly, I, I don't really see the need to parlay underdogs. Like I know Gra Gravely is an underdog. Um, even just playing him straight, I think might be a bad idea. That is a fight that I still need to study. Uh, same with Rodriguez as well. Uh, Pre-tape leans though. I do lean both of those guys. So not not bad, not bad. Ghost Gardner saying Marcos Valley casualties. You know what it is. Trusha saying just eat. Uh, I ate an hour and a half ago. I'd say about two hours ago now. I don't know. Ghost Gardner saying 100% all class. Yeah, he he beat him up pretty much everywhere there. Ken knows in the chat saying, what's up, Locke? Hope you're doing well. Appreciate you doing these streams. It's nice end of the end the work day with you and the homies. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. And appreciate you always stopping by as well, my friend. 
I'm glad that this has become a destination for a lot of people. 24 episodes in. <laughs> Matt R in the chat saying, you give conference ratings for the UFC cards, but not contender series. Anyway, you could, uh, could also provide conference ratings for contender series in addition to picks. Uh, I've thought about doing that. You know, I mean, uh, initially when I started doing the contender series breakdowns earlier this season, I didn't really think that I'd be having, you know, a bet on every single event. Uh, but that's how it's turning out to to be. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll 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 go I'll I'll look to get to uh, adding the confidence ratings on the contender series picks as well. Thank you for the suggestion, my friend. That playboy saying you yawning because you accidentally hit the indicative. But hey, I haven't burned it all today. You know, what I mean, I keep that stuff for the end of the day, unless of course, like I got nothing to do. But you know, your boy's busy. Your boy got something to do pretty much every single day uh, of the week. Um, but no, I, I did not burn today. Coach Garner saying, yeah, for all we know, he has been working hard the last three years making improvements, which proved to be 100% the case. There you go. Corey was saying, Indica for bed, stick to the sativas. Again, I did, didn't I did burn today. I swear to God. <laughs> you guys are the best. Uh... Uh, true shot saying people don't understand that when you tell them you have the right side in the loss. That's what it is. That is what it is, man. Uh, they don't want to hear that. You know, a losing ticket is a losing ticket, value or not, right? <laughs> Ghost Gardner is saying the right side is the side that uh, is the side that wins cash. Exactly. All that matters. That is true, but got to be careful. Matter of saying I agree, blows, but value matters too. Bingo. Sansa's Boulevard saying, Oh Lord, don't start this argument. Uh, I know Gardner's not gonna die on that hill or anything like that. Again, like was the Legion Leong bet a bad bet? Especially when I got him at plus one forty two. Like if Daniel Rodriguez was a plus one forty underdog, he would have been the side. Because he won the fight by making it much closer than minus 160 on Li Liang would have been indicated. That's where I'm trying to get at. Blackton3 saying, thank you to the Bashrat decision at plus 215. I really cashed out. I love it. I saw a lot of people on the uh, inside the distance there. I just don't completely understand. You know, Bogosa didn't really ever show much you know, ability to be finished or anything like that. So I didn't really understand the inside the distance love. Sean Bitter in the chat. Always love seeing my friend pop in here. He's saying, what's up, man? Which side of brothers have the most potential, Bonefiend brothers or Basharat brothers? Ah, man. I think as a collective, the Basharat brothers are better. But I think that uh, Gabriel Bonefiend probably goes the furthest out of all four of those guys. So I guess just based off that, maybe the Bonfim brothers. But man, I'd love to hear your take on that as well. Papa Chuck saying, I am really liking McCann, or sorry, McMahon and Aljo this week. I don't think Van Camp has a good chance to cash. Um, I am leaning those first two fighters as well, my friend. Uh, haven't done the tape yet, but that is on the docket for later today. Uh, and then uh, in terms of the Van Camp fight, I was thinking maybe the fight doesn't go to decision there. You know, I gotta I gotta look into that one a little bit more, but I know Van Camp, you know, considering how he fights, I've always remembered him as being one of those guys that we can almost bank on for the fights to not go to decision. I just don't know what the uh I just don't know what the um the odds are for that yet. John West in the chat saying hey lock, hope all is well. I just tossed one and a half units on uh Corey round four or five decision on minus one fifteen. Any thoughts and reason to hedge with Corey round three? Uh, I'd be surprised if Corey finished him anywhere earlier than round four, personally. So, um, you know, I, th I think maybe having a little action on just Corey's money line wouldn't be a bad idea either. Um, but I, I do like that round four or five decision. I think I'm just going to go money line straight up. But uh, if I were to, you know, come up with a method of victory for him, round four or five decision pretty much encapsulates how I think he wins this fight. Matt R saying, you're the man, Locke. Thanks. Just a suggestion on the confidence rating of your content regardless. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the love as always. And I'm always open to you know constructive criticism or suggestions or anything, anything that I can do to make things easier and better for you guys. Andrew Logan in the chat saying, Bill Algeo by decision. Lock it up. 
I don't mind it. I do not mind it. Uh, Ghost Runner is saying, no, I avoided that coin flip fight. Exactly. Coin flip. Got to go with the underdog odds. <laughs> but again, I didn't catch the ticket. <laughs> Matt R is saying, Lee wasn't a bad bet. That was a pick him and we got him at plus money. Bingo. Ghost Gardner saying, I'm not a fan of D-Rod. Wasn't feeling it. Dad Playboy saying, how does the chat have this many active, sharp MMA enthusiasts in the chat? And only five thumbs up. Throw a guy a like, boys. Yes, please. Hit that like. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Ghost Gardner saying, almost seeing Dwight Grant melt him in the first round ruined D-Rod for me betting-wise. Yeah. It's just a matter of time before he gets melted, too. Matt R saying Van Camp dropping to lightweight after getting KO'd gives me pause. Well, Fialo is a big hitter, right? Mota, kind of a big hitter as well from what I remember. But he did get finished by Jim Miller, which is not a good look, in my opinion, at this point in his career. So I'm looking to get into that fight. I'm hoping that I'm able to find some sort of angle. Corey Ipo saying D-Rod didn't win that fight. I still tried cashing my lead ticket in and got tonight. <laughs> yes. Danny's saying I got Van Camp a plus 200. Never a bad thing when you have good confidence on the spot and, uh, and, and you know, get plus 200 on that number. Uh, John was saying, appreciate is always the lock for dogs. I already played. Sorry. Weird, I just saw something out the window that just threw me off. I uh, appreciate it as always locked for dogs. I already played Damon Jackson. Looking at Agapova, Discord seems to think I lost my mind with Jackson thoughts. Uh, there's a lot of love for Pat Sabatini out there, right? Even while I've been doing my streams over the last like week or two, I've had a lot of people come into my chat and say, hey, Pat Sabatini, you know, don't forget about him. He should go out there and win. But like Damon Jackson is a solid grapper in his own right. It's not like he's going to get go out there and get you know manhandled. Uh, like he might just get edged out, but I don't know if he'll get manhandled to the point that Sabatini wins at minus 180. Um, I think Jackson's live there. I really do. I just don't know if I'll bet it myself. Because I, you know, I, I'm pretty appreciative of Pat Sabatini's skill set as well. Sean Bersing, important question. Favorite cereal? Well, little do you know, I haven't had cereal in years. You know, actually, I lied. I have, but not willingly per se, right? Like when literally, uh, actually, I think the last time I did was when I went to visit my in-laws in Saskatchewan and they had uh, blueberry frosted flakes. That wasn't that bad, but I'm just not a cereal guy, right? I'm not, I don't like soup. Like I don't like liquidy foods, if you know what I mean in, in that aspect, right? Like, you know, I don't, I'm not a big cereal guy. I mean, I'd rather cook us some eggs, some bacon, some hash brown. That's that's my type of breakfast. I don't fuck with cereal. And Sean, I want your opinion in regards to uh, who you think has a higher ceiling, the Bashra brothers or the Bonfim brothers. Matt R is saying, Ghost, D-Rod took that Dwight Grant fight on less than 24 hours notice. Um, as did Dwight Grant, though. If you guys remember, you know, both guys were scheduled to fight somebody else. Both of their opponents pulled out, and the UFC is like, you know what, you guys just want to fight? They accepted it. So both guys took that fight on short notice. That playboy is saying Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms are not bad. When I, you know, when I was a kid and eating cereal on the regular basis, Lucky Charms was my shit. <laughs> bad News Band is saying, homie, save your money. Pat is winning. Hey, I'm never going to rag on somebody for taking a uh, underdog shot. Um, Yeah. Uh, Daniel saying, are you going to be capping Bellator Dublin? Uh, that's the one that goes down next weekend when there is no UFC events. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm very much looking forward to this weekend off or the, the upcoming weekend where I have it off. If, like, I know people are going to be dying for content and it's just on me to provide it to them. <laughs> I might do it. I don't know. No promises, Daniel, but, like, uh, I'll think about it. I will think about it. I normally don't do Bellator, but considering there's no UFC next weekend, why the fuck not? Uh, Corey Hippo saying, happy hump day, Lock. Thanks for the predictions. Always on it. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the $5 donation as well, my friend. Really means a lot to you, boy. 
Ghost Gardner saying Jackson has some brutal fight IQ as he gets tired, tends to let the other fighters dictate where the fight goes, and that feels bad against a guy like Sabatini who only wants to do one thing for 15 minutes. That is a good point as well. You know, I wouldn't say Jackson has horrible fight IQ, but his grappling is up to par with Pat Sabatini, maybe, right? I think that's uh yeah. I can't wait to dig into that fight, honestly. Sean Bitter saying, what well, has been your best and worst bet of the year, you think? Great question. Great, great question. For me, let me just quickly pull up my record here for myself so I can kind of just remind myself. But there, it, the greatest feeling is always being on, uh, is being on a play that not a lot of people are on and catching on it with conviction, right? Just, okay, I'm just going to go through my 2022 real quick and just highlight the ones that I think were bad bets and good bets because I think that's a good exercise and something that, you know, might be something good for you guys as well. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Court McGee, one and a half units at plus 100 against from his Bragi by Great cash there. Love that spot. Um, Jasmine Jastovich is 0.5 units at plus 205 against Kay Hansen. Great spot there. Two units on Davison Figueredo over Brandon Moreno at plus 150. Was very happy about that one, especially saying, you know, seeing everybody was like, hey, you know, Brandon's going to finish him like he did in the second fight. Not every fight goes the exact same way as the other one. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can pull out some bad bets. Ooh, this was a bad one for sure, and I'm totally okay with admitting this one. Uh, Danilo Marquez, one unit at plus 310 against Jelton Almeida. Horrible, god-awful bet there. Not a good bet at all. Um, Stephanie Edgar, one unit at plus 170 over Jessica Rose Clark. Love that bet. Um, let's see. I'm just looking strictly at money lines here. Uh, Dustin Jacoby, four units at minus 194. I really like that one when it seemed like everybody thought there was value on the Mihal Oleg Shajuk side. Let's see. I'm just quickly rifling through this here. Um... Like there's, I think that Almeida one, or sorry, that uh, Marquez one is probably my least favorite bet of the year. It was sucky to lose two units on Alexander Rakic uh, blowing his knee against Jan Bohovic. That was not fun. Uh, be, uh, hitting three units on Catlin Chukagan over Amanda Hebos was great. Uh, catching on Sam Hughes over Elise Reed as an underdog was amazing as well. Um... Carolina Kovacvic, plus 101 over Felice Herrig. You know, that's one of those spots where you got to look past the losing streak that Carolina is on and look at the opponent she had in front of her that night. Oh, probably my favorite bet of the year. Lock of the night play as an underdog. Two units at plus 142, one and a half units at plus 130, and then 0.5 on inside the distance at plus 450. Jake motherfucking Matthews over Andre Fialo. Favorite bet of the year. I wish I went even deeper on it. I wish I went fucking 45 units deep on that. Because, yeah, the, the hype on Andre Fialo going into that fight was horrendously overrated. Horrendously. Um, Other spots. I loved uh, uh, plus 105 on Alex Pereira over Sean Strickland when everybody thought that Strickland was going to grapple fuck him. Stole your ankle by a submission at plus 500 over Jessica Rose Clark when she just got armbarred in the fight before that. <laughs> um, Saeed Jokob Kakaromanov, I felt like I was on an island with him when he fought Ronnie Lawrence. I was able to catch on that two units at plus 115. Uh, I thought I got slightly robbed in Charles Jordan against Shane Burgos. You know, that would have been a great cash and able for me to, to be uh, in the positive for that UFC Long Island card. Uh, Lauren Murphy plus 181 against Misha Tate. 
you know, that's what that's where narratives really drive lines, right? Like everybody's like, oh, if Misha Tate be, beats Lauren Murphy, she gets a title shot. But Lauren Murphy still very fucking live. Uh, Ricky Simone plus one unit at or sorry plus one thirty five over Jack Shore. Love that spot. You know, Ricky Simone on on unfairly still getting judged for that Uriah, Uriah Faber gaffe that he had a couple years ago. Um, I want to say a lot of people were on the Paul Craig side against Vulcan Uzdemir, and I had him as a five-unit lock of the night play back in July. Very happy about that performance. Uh, what else is here? Alex Morono against Matt Samuelsberger. Very happy about that one. Dontel Mays, 1.32 units at minus 130 against Hamdi Abdelwahab. Probably one of the bets that I'm not happy about. Ooh, this is a great one. Jeff Neal, 1.9 units at plus 160 against Vicente Luque. I felt like a complete, uh, on a complete island with that one, honestly. Uh... You know, the overconfidence in Dominic Cruz was not the greatest against Marlon Vera. Um, I think that's really about it. Carl Williams, like I said, against Jimmy Lawson was great. Yeah. Thanks for the quick uh, introspective, my friend. For going back and uh, checking out my record, but hopefully that answered your question. CT Cook saying he's with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I was never really, really a big fan of those as well. John West saying give the people a Benny Bellator special. Surprised Benny's not more active in the Discord now that he's back in it, but uh, yeah. Sansons Boulevard saying Randy Brown at minus 250, okay, or am I a dummy for laying chalk against Grandpa Trinaldo? I think Randy Brown would likely be my lock, and then I play for that card. I think he torches Trinaldo. Bad News Bandit saying, apologies, Pat is from my town and has been on a great run. He definitely has been. But bad news, hey, I will always say one thing. Don't get too attached to biases that you have to certain fighters and let that kind of push you in terms of betting them, right? Uh, again, this is a good spot for him, so I completely understand, right? But like, never let biases come into play when you're putting money down on a fighter. Money does not give a fuck that they're from your town. Or money does not give a fuck that you've done an interview with them in the past or something like that. Again, I'm not saying this to be offensive or insulting by any means, but like just something to kind of remember. Matter of saying, I eat PB crunch until there's cuts around the air. Fucking savage, bro. Uh, Daniel is saying, which Daniel Gracie fighter will lose first? Hey, I think there's a lot, way too much hype on Joe Pfeiffer this coming weekend. Yeah, I mean, I know Alan Amadovsky sucks, but it wouldn't shock me at all if Amadovsky landed that big punch and got him out of there. Why is Joe Pfeiffer minus 600? I know Amadovsky sucks, but let's let's slow the roll a little bit. I got to run the tape still, but like that just looks like a recipe for disaster. Corey Ipo saying, Trinado looked great against Roberts. That dude's not aging. He's a genetically modified human. Uh, Randy Brown, way better than Danny Roberts, in my opinion. Way, way, way better. So I'd be a little bit more comfortable laying the chalk on Randy Brown than Danny Roberts. Chushrat saying ZM was a good one for me. Yeah, good call on ZM over uh, Mihal Figlak. You know, I'm, I'm bummed that I missed out on that one. Robot Chicken Wing saying Trinaldo is fighting a lot effective and smarter these days, but I think he's going to struggle with that range and that uh, output of Randy Brown. Sean Bitter saying tough to pick one in my opinion, but I'll go Bashra Brothers. I think both are a little bit more complete. I agree. CT Cook saying, how do you feel about early cash outs on Parlay? Are they statistically worth it? Um... I've never really honed in on it myself, but it's not a bad play, right? It's not a bad play to cash out early if you have question marks about the remaining legs. I'm not sure if they are statistically worth it. I'd have to look into it a little bit more, but like, not bad if you're able to do it. Ghost Gardner saying, are the Bachelor Brothers capable of finishing? Uh, I think so. Ghost Gardner saying, are the ba uh, sorry, they seem to touch more than hit. I I've seen them finish some guys. But hey, their style works. Daniel's saying Hamdi was a good one for me, especially when the line move when they saw a picture of Hamdi's last opponent. <laughs> Sharp play from you from you there, my friend. But I really think that if uh, Park Reporter was still in it fighting against Hamdi, we'd get a de decent enough line on the Park Reporter side. Ghost Gardner saying, but Gosol looked like he could have taken that all day long. Yes, exactly. Joe Rogan's forehead wrinkle saying Lad or McMahon. I lean on the McMahon side, um, especially because Lad just 
hasn't really looked good over the last couple of fights, right? I gotta I gotta dig into that one still, but I do lean the McMahon side at plus money so far. True shot saying that was a great one. Sean Bitter saying they are capable of finishing, but just finishing guys that are hard to finish. Yeah, but fighting guys that are hard to finish. That is correct. Robot Chicken Wings saying 45 units. You know me. I never go more than five units. I think in total I went four units on Jake Matthews there. But I was, yeah, I was all, I was screaming from the mountaintops that Jake Matthews was going to whoop his ass that night. Uh, John West saying, I know it's a couple weeks out, but I already placed 0.8 units on Yan over Dern. Initial, any initial thoughts on that spot? Personally, think Yan picture apart on the feet. I, I do uh, believe that is going to be the side that I end up going with as well. Um, wow, she's sitting at plus 185. That's insane. You know, the, the takedowns of Mackenzie Dern are just not that good. And I think that people are kind of looking at the Carlos Esparza fight a little bit too much for Yan and saying, hey, look. She got finished by Carla Esparza. But the difference there is Carla Esparza, high-level wrestler. Mackenzie Dern, I'd have to look at her UFC stats page, but I think it's like a 4% takedown defense uh, success rate. Or sorry, a takedown uh, uh, accuracy rate. She does not hit takedowns. Like she's always finding a way to finagle herself into these jujitsu positions. And, you know, that's why I'm okay with rather playing plus 185 rather than, you know, even money on Yan Nan there. But if she can stay away and if she can just butcher on the feed, I think she whoops on her. And even uh, I'd love to see what the odds would be for her to win. Yeah, the odds, the props aren't obviously up, but like TKO, uh, Yan via KO, I think would be a good prop to get on as well. Ghost Gardner saying, Matthews over Fialo, hype bet was goat shit. I told you. I told you guys that one. Hype just gets way too much involved uh, with betting lines sometimes. Uh, bad news bandits saying my favorite bet of the year was putting 0.1 unit on Claudio Poyas by Nibar won 500 bucks. Wow, good shit, my friend. That is some sharp shit right there. Bad news bandits saying Dern gas tank is pretty bad in recent fights, but always live for a sub. That is true. Robot Chicken Wings was saying Cruz was winning to be fair until he wasn't, but like that's literally how everybody was picking Marlon Vera to win saw that fight going, and they were right. They were right that he was going to lose the first couple of rounds, and then he was eventually going to knock him out later. I knew that was absolutely on the table as well, but still took my underdog chances on Dominic Cruz. The only thing I regret about it is going as deep as I went on it. I should have just gone one unit. That's it. John West saying, I don't think Cruz was a bad bet. I think it was, I still think it was the value side. Also, tipping Cruz decision only was a great bet, regardless of the outcome. Yes. That is probably the best way I should have even just played it. So I didn't lose any money. Is just playing decision only. Is what it is. Robot Chicken Wings saying bad matchup for Trinaldo. I agree. Thomas Kane saying Corey by sub. Ryan Hall in corner and it's a small cage. Just feels right. What are odds for Corey by sub? Um, I think it's on the table, but I think I don't think it's something he's going to be looking to chase here. Um, Corey by sub is plus nine hundred. At those odds, I'd take a shot. I would definitely take a shot at those odds. Why House Troll in the chat? Appreciate the love my friend, and one of the newer Patreon members as well. So appreciate the love. Also, if you haven't jumped into Discord, make sure you do so. True Shot saying, hedging and locking money in is rarely a mistake. There you go. That is true. Robot Chicken Wings saying, Randy Brown versus Kevin Holland. Who wins? I probably would still lean Randy Brown there. Honestly. I love Kevin Holland, but man, I think in a fight like that, he would be like unnecessarily minus 200. So if you give him plus 150 or plus 160 on Randy Brown, Randy Brown is the spot there. Uh, John West saying, generally speaking, cashing out is a negative EV play, and it is, and it usually is more favorable to hedge with the best line out there on the other side. There you go. Maybe somebody that knows a little bit more of cashing out. I don't, I don't think I've actually cashed out in a long time now that I'm thinking about it. True shot saying, not good. They suck. Turns takedowns. They do suck. But she always finds her way to like get it going, right? Tisha Torres fight. Somehow she managed to get it going, even without landing a takedown. Rips and picks in the chat. Appreciate the love, my friend. Matt Bradbury saying, thoughts on Yusuf's new fight? I know nothing about his opponent, so I can't speak on it as of yet. But uh, I do lean, uh, well, Sadiq should win that fight. Let's be honest. All I've been hearing is uh, trash from the other side, but I got to look at that guy first. True shot saying Jordan was better in the yellow shorts. <laughs> I wonder why. 
Gunny saying, bro, people say that about Dern every single fight, but she always ends up getting people to the ground. It's true, but like statistically speaking, her takedowns are awful. And if she's getting butchered on the feet here by uh, Yan Xiaonan, you know, this could look closer to that Marina Rodriguez fight. Robot Chicken Wings saying, uh, I want to go with Yan so bad, but what if Dern decides to backpack her? I think Yan would be lost. Uh, it, you know, just backpacking her won't be... Um, uh, you know, it won't be that easy, in my opinion. I'm really hoping this time that she has over there at Team Alpha Male is helping her out. But yeah, like it's it's one mistake from Jan, and it might be night-night for her. But that's why it would be nice to play one unit on uh, on Jan, just at plus 185. Like, you're getting tremendously good odds for a fighter that has a significant advantage in the striking realm. Tyler Rose saying, I hit everything except Malik last night, took another unit and threw it on Sanhagen. I like it. Again, I can't believe Malik lost last night. Um, almost got the dub, right? I'm hoping that people who bet him saw the fight at least and saw how close he was to finishing Trevor Peak, but name it a game. Sir Bob saying, gravely good dog. I think he is. I, I do think he is. Pre-tape, I think he's a good dog. Trusha saying, Yusuf will kill that guy. I haven't run the tape, so I can't say anything yet. Matt Bradbury saying early lock of the night for UFC 280. Um, obviously, I haven't looked at that card yet because it's so far down the road. But let me see from the odds that are currently out. Uh, I kind of leave Marina Rodriguez as the early lock of the night play. She, you know, she's minus 155 against Amanda Lemos. But, man, I think she is probably better than her everywhere there. Or if the widely available total for Oliver Makachev is under 2.5, I see it currently at minus 160. That might be another lock of the night play. Charles Oliveira under 2.5s are my go-to. That is like auto, pull the trigger, done. We're good. Zero Bob saying, I'm getting another shot. Yes, hilarious that he is. Uh, Ghost Gunner saying, if Bashrat can't finish, I think Gravely wins. Yes. I, I just don't like how much of an advantage Bashrat will likely have in the in the striking. And his grappling might be good enough to kind of stave off Gravely. But I don't know. Got to run the tape. Gravely is very tough to, uh, to, to beat. Robot Chicken Wings saying, uh, Team Alpha Male is working with Borshev on wrestling. Yeah, well, he's been with them for a while now, if I'm not mistaken. John West saying, Armin, Gamrot, Demir, Fizz, Gurum, who do you believe has the highest chance to ever hold a belt at lightweight? Um, I'm going to lean. I know Gamrot just beat Armin, but like that decision was kind of questionable. I'm going to go, I'm going to go either Armin or Gamrot. I think there are holes in Demir and Fiziev and Gurum's games that will likely be exploited um, or taken advantage of, but I'd probably lean the first two. Rips and Picks saying, what do you think has changed the most in how you bet or approach fights from when you first started compared to now? Um, well, when I first started is kind of where I started that lock of the night whole brand from is like, I'm going to make one five-unit play every single event, and that should be easy, right? No, it's not. Like, you're going to hit tough runs, and you're going to have to mix in some underdogs every now and then to try to offset any type of losses that you're taking on chalk. Um, so I think just diversifying with underdogs and and seeing the percentages a little bit more um, rather than just seeing, okay, I think this fighter beats that fighter, but like, does he beat him at a 70% indicated clip? Maybe not. You know what I mean? Um, like I, I can come up with so many examples of fights where I'm like, this line is off and that's the reason why I'm going to bet it. And it's paid off, right? So um I think the main thing that's changed more so is thinking about fights and percentages rather than just straight up who's going to win and who's going to lose. And then making sure I'm convicted rather than like, even if I have a fight like 60-40 and, and the odds are 70-30, like I truly need to be convicted on that 40% to actually place the bet. Not just because it's 40% and I have it the other way. Like I got to I gotta really, uh, that's what I hone in on. Uh, Ghost Gardner saying, how many decision has Gravely lost? I'd have to pull that up. Uh, Joshi Poo saying, Brazil was the sharpest bet last night. No. 
um i think like biased uh, you know what's having some bias here and uh just looking at it from my perspective i think daniel marcos was the sharpest bet last night plus 130 plus 140 sure bob saying is a beast but he likes to play in the guard and always puts himself in danger yes he does daniel saying amadovsky versus sam alvey who wins probably sam alvey <laughs> matt bradbury saying in your opinion what's fight of the year so far um man i don't recall I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, I truly can't recall off the top of my head like the some of the best fights of the year. Oh, Sarah Gan versus Taito Ivasa was some shit. If anybody has suggestions uh, or, or candidates for a fight of the year, please drop them so it kind of gets my brain spinning a little bit more. Sunset saying uh, Chidi versus Robocop fight doesn't go to decision. Minus 225, good parlay piece. Man, I could be that. I could see that being like a slow grind as well, right? Uh, one part of the game that Chidi has usually uh, struggled with and something that Robocop is kind of good at is pushing guys up against the cage and just controlling them there and, and using his strength against them. Uh, I think that minus 225 might be a little bit of a, a trap if I'm being honest. Don't tap podcasting. I tell you on Daniel Marcos. Thank you. Went with PKO. Well, glad that you faded me on the uh, Malik Lewis fight, but glad that you cashed on the Daniel Marcos spot. Bad News Banner saying Gamera is well enough to, well rounded enough to win the belt. That is true. Very excited for his fight against Benio Dariush. Uh, Matt Bradbury saying Trevin Giles and Joe Piper are both inside the distance parlay. Yeah, Amadovsky does suck if we're being honest. But Trevin Giles, man, I, I'm still curious about what his durability is like down at this weight class. John West saying, what do you like, Shmai versus Colby, Shmai versus Bobby Lunkos? Uh Shmai versus Colby, like, if I were the bookmakers, I'd probably make it minus 150 Shmai plus 130 Colby. Uh, and then Shmai, Bobby Knuckles. Probably the same. Maybe Chimaev has a bigger favorite. Maybe minus 170. Josh Ipu saying, but I think the Brazil spot was more obvious, at least to me. Um, but is it the obvious spots that is considered sharp or the ones that not a lot of people are talking about is the sharp spot? I guess it comes down to how you define sharp. John was saying, fight of the year, in my opinion, is Glover versus Yuri. Yeah, that is definitely on the table. Or Burns versus Chmaev. I think Glover versus Yuri, I'd I'd say a little bit more than uh, Chmaev Burns. Ghost Gardner saying, Giles minus 200, anything as well to me. Yeah, that's that was kind of my initial thought when I saw the, the line on that. Rips and Picks saying, not sure what fight of the year is yet, but comeback of the year will be uh, will have to be matched now. Yeah, that was a crazy fight. You know, and, and match now robbed me of a crazy parlay that I was about to hit as well because I had Sumudarji in that spot. Should have taken the fight, doesn't go to the decision instead. Fuck. Uh, bad news, bad news saying, isn't Trevor a whole cop? Trevin. Trevin Jaws a whole cop. I think he uh, left his uh, job just so that he can fully focus on MMA, but he used to be a cop. John West saying, Gamera versus Armin is a slept on fight. It was the Corey versus Yan of this year. And round two of Dober versus Alvarez was round of the year. Yeah, that fucking round was nuts. Uh, I got to be honest. I haven't truly watched Gamera versus Armin back yet. I remember I was, I can't remember where I was. Where the, where the fuck was I? I really don't remember. But I, hold on, when was that event? Because what I remember, I, I wasn't able to watch that fight live uh, June 25th. That was the night of one of my friend's weddings. Yeah, that was one of my friend's weddings. So I don't remember what I did after. I think we got a hotel. I don't remember. Oh, wait, I do. I don't. <laughs> but either way, what I'm trying to say is, like, I remember that night I didn't watch the fights. And then I went out after whatever I was doing to grab some munchies. And as I was walking around downtown, I looked into one of the bars just for, 
I have no idea why. And I saw the decision being read and I saw uh, Gamrot's hand go up. I'm like, fuck, there goes me trying not to get this fight spoiled for me. <laughs> uh, but since then, I haven't watched the fight back myself. Matt Bradbury saying, I think Yuri and Glover is widely regarded as fight of the year. I think Rockhold Costas for me is just so badass. Now, I'd say Yuri Glover for that as well. Danny's saying, fuck no, Edwards for comeback of the year, bro. What? Yeah. I guess the the, the nature in which Match now came back was wild, considering like he was almost finished, whereas Edwards was just getting grinded on for, you know, rounds two to f- like two, three, four, and half of round five, and then just hits that head kick out of nowhere. And obviously the circumstances around it, I completely get it. Um. But like just seeing Machno almost get finished and then come back and get the finish of his own as well. Daniel saying, I thought Armand clearly won. Robot Chicken Wings saying, Bad news, bad news. He's a kindergarten cop, is he? He left. Zerobob uh, saying he thinks he wins. Again, I'm minus 200. I really have to, uh, I really have to uh, be sold that he would win that fight. John was saying, from the lack of recollection, it sounds like it was a kick-ass writing. Yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. I just don't remember what we ended up doing that night. I th- yeah, I think we went to, we crashed at my boy's house after the fact. But uh, I don't remember how. Aha! I remember now. Makes sense. So they had their wedding at a a, a, a brewery. The, their wedding reception they had it at a brewery but it finished so early like i think 11 or 12 o'clock it was done and then across the street there was a bar that me my wife and my friend went to uh but they weren't serving food anymore they were only serving drinks so we ordered drinks and then i said i'd go get food i went to go get food and as i was gone to get food that's where i saw the bar thing i grabbed the food went back to the bar ate the food with them at the bar and then we went back to his place and crashed there now i remember god damn it Uh, Gunny saying 42nd K on the fifth round of the championship fight against a 15 0 fighter on the verge of tying Anderson. Shell was good, but y'all tripping again. If you take away the circumstances of it all and just look at the fight specifically, the fact that Matt Schnell was like, you know, looking like he was going to go out with every single shot that he got hit with and then still came back and won compared to getting grinded on and then just a head kick coming out of nowhere, I think there is a discrepancy there. Joshi Poo saying, got to watch Gamrod Sarukin. It was amazing. I will definitely do it when I research the Gamrod fight next month. Tyler Rose saying, fight doesn't go to decision. Is the only thing I touch in the Jaws fight? Yes, I would be with you there as well. John was saying, for the record, Benny was in a voice call with me during that fight and was saying how much Leon sucks right as the head kick landed. <laughs> That's Benny for you. Jeff K saying, just catching up now. I tried to warn y'all about Cruz. Oh, well, it is what it is. True Shot saying, Aldana upkick. I wouldn't say that was a crazy comeback win, but like, I get it. Matt Bradbury saying, I think Chris Barnett could have comeback of the year too. I got to admit to you guys, I missed the first round of that. Jeff K saying, we're in a, in a changing of the guard moment across the board in the sport. Matt saying tips for first time betters. Um, do your, re- well, again, like the best way to make bets is doing your own research and then, having a sample size and then seeing what you're strongest at and where you've gone wrong. That's why I'll always tell people, make sure you track on bet MMA tips. And it's not just because to go out there and sell your picks eventually, but just for your own, uh, just for your own knowledge. I mean, they have so many great statistical breakdowns of your bets and analytical things that you can look at. That's the best way to do it. Bet MMA dot tips. Two shots saying don't take wooden nickels. (laughs) Cope's Corner saying, uh, my man Locke, love you, bro. Hope family as well. Hope you are as well. Well, my friend, appreciate that. Zero Bob saying, Louis looked horrible in his last fight. Uh, Josh should win. Don't hone in on just that one fight, though, right? Look at it as a whole. Um, but yeah, Louis does suck. Uh, Gunny saying, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying now. Uh, Matt Bradbury saying, super unrelated, but Paul Daly got the knockout of the year for sure. Um, Which which knockout though? I can't recall off the top of my head. 
John West saying, pro tip for new betters, delete all sportsbook apps when you start drinking. Yes, that is a good way of approaching it. Pat Bradbury saying, definitely staying away from Agapo for Robertson. Uh, seeing that Robertson is like the favorite, uh, I'll probably end up passing, but she should win that fight by grappling Agapova into the ground. But, hey, this could be one of those spots where there's just an overreaction, right? What if Agapova is able to keep this fight standing and she absolutely whoops on uh, Jillian Robertson on the feet? It's possible. Still got to pass. Uh, Still got to tape it, though. Sansons Boulevard saying, I learned that this past weekend. John West hammered Tony Live while hammered. <laughs> there you go. Uh, don't have podcast. Another one, good one here saying, don't chase. Yes, if you are down on the night, just accept the fact that you're down. We're back at it the next week, pretty much. All right. That is an hour with your boy. Appreciate the love. I will be back. I'm going to have to check my uh, text here. Haven't been able to get a reply yet. I'm supposed to be doing Deadlock Podcast tonight with Clint, but uh, I haven't been able to get a hold of him. Uh, if we do, it will be on the Deadlock Podcast channel, uh, and it will be going down at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys want to come by for that, please do. We pretty much do the exact same thing that we do here. Talk to the live chat, talk the biggest stories, and just kind of just chirp at each other pretty much. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. Um, otherwise, I'll be back tomorrow for the uh, last episode of the week for the MMA Lock Talk. And in between here, or sorry, uh, in between now and that podcast, I'll be looking to squeeze in the MMA Lockcast as well for the fights this weekend so you guys can get my thoughts on the full um, on the full card for this weekend. Josh saying, can you have Bleed on a stream with you? Yes, I will look to, uh, to get my guy Bleed on. It's been a while since I've spoken to him, but I'll definitely be looking to get him onto the show uh, as it's been too long since I've spoken to my boy. So, Josh Ipu, thank you for the suggestion there, and I'll be sure to reach out to him. All right. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Peace.